this week on Erotic Awakening. Favorites of the Year 2021 Part 2. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters and our new supporters, which include Nikki and Pamela. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. So earlier in the podcast uh, world yesterday, well, actually last week we did favorites of 2021. Part one. Part one. Because <laughs> we talk so much. And we had so many categories. Oh, very true. And earlier today, we talked and we said that our favorite shows are, uh, mine was Mrs. Brown's Boys, and yours was... Only Murders in the Building, with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. And we also mentioned that our favorite drive throughs and you and I don't do drive through food. But food, no, not... But we were in the South, and we came across some new ones we thought we'd give a try. Yep, and I have never eaten at a Bojangles before, and that wasn't so bad. And I tried a couple of different places, and my problem is, is I'm gluten-free, so I don't get like the full experience, not that I need it. But um, so there was a couple places I tried, and and um, but Freddy's is the one that sticks out. So their burger without bread was amazing. But beyond that, we have um, a couple of favorites, kinky and BDSM and, and such related favorites, as well as some non-kinky favorites that we're going to share, as well as we have new fetishes that we're going to talk about, as well as, uh, that's pretty much it, but that's a plenty. <laughs> so Don, why don't you start? And you, we have a list of both kinky and non-kinky things. Feel free to pick which one you want to go from. Okay, so let's go with, wow, I don't even know why I put some of these on here because I can't remember what they are. <laughs> and it's not like we're doing a lot outside of the RV, you know? I mean, we're, we're We're doing a lot of, uh, but not like live music and things like that. So, But anyway. we are doing some of that stuff. Yes, that is true. Okay, so, and here's one of those. What was your favorite movie, and don't take mine, of 2021? Um, Favorite movie of 2021, and don't take yours? Yeah. Because oh, I can only think of one. And I, I, know, which, I know which one you're going to say. <laughs> oh, you can say it. We'll just have to double up, though. Um, I am not... Uh, I'm not... I'm not as enthusiastic about this as other people. Okay. But I guess I will go with the new Spider-Man movie. We're doubling up then. Yeah, and I'm not super thrilled with that answer. Not granted it was a, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed the movie. Um and we won't do any spoilers or anything and this isn't a movie review podcast, but I guess I will go with the Spider- Spider-Man. I just feel like we've Oh, ha. Oh, you got another one. You can have Spider-Man all you want. Oh, okay. I am instead going to say um, that other movie that I watched. Um, Not the one with the Kim's Convenience dude, is it? No, no. Um, And that was probably just a bad viewing. I don't know if the movie was bad, but we saw that one. And I never get the name of it right. It's the Marvel movie. 
Uh, I'm going to say through hiker. Is that what it's called? Oh, hiking through. Hiking, hiking through. through. You did really like that one. That yes. was a phenomenal movie. Hiking through is a documentary about women that walk the Appalachian Trail. I thought that was very good. And we saw that at like a little independent movie show in South Carolina. So, and that that was a phenomenal movie. So I'm glad we saw more than one. And um, like I said, the Marvel movie, the other Marvel movie that I keep wanting to say is Shanghai, but that's not it. <laughs> um, we saw it at a drive-in with crappy speakers and it was cold and, you know, all that type of stuff. So it was a bad viewing experience. And then we watched it on a regular TV. So, you know, maybe it was better than what I think it is. But no, mine was absolutely Spider-Man. I had so much fun during that movie. And it was really cool to have... Um, a few people in the audience. It wasn't crowded by any means, but there was a few diehards in the audience. And um, to have them jump up and yes, yes, you know, and mm -hmm. just be super excited about the different things that happened during the movie. That kind of drove up my excitement of the movie as well. So I, I yep. really like it when the audience participates. But do you like, like it when you're in the middle of a BDSM scene and people do that? Hell no. <laughs> No, now I, if someone's whipping me and I'm going, yes, yes, you know, that's kind of cool. Or if someone's doing it in a scene, right? But no, not not someone not in a scene around me. No, I don't like the, the yelling and the interaction fair, and stuff, fair. but fair so but yes i loved i loved spider-man all right well let's get back to the kinky type stuff okay you're probably going to try to trip me up here i am not going to try and trip you up i'm going to ask you what your favorite virtual event was that you attended this past year oddly enough with my memory, I usually remember the most recent. And we mm -hmm. went to some good ones, and we presented at some good ones, right? But the one that's sticking out in my head is Holy Fire. Okay. At the beginning of the year, um, Raven Kildera and Josh put on Holy Fire, which is more about the spirituality of power exchange and kink. And um, the classes were phenomenal. So I really like things that kind of push my boundaries and make me think about things because mm -hmm. whether it's kink or my spirituality or whatever sometimes I get kind of stuck in a rut right because it works for me so it's really neat to be stretched and to think about things and, or to even just hear about how other people think of things which will kind of tweak how I think of things so holy fire okay very me. cool so what about you? Um, I know we did a lot. We actually did quite a few. And I get them mixed up with our Zoom classes that we've done. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, yes, we have done, uh, we did quite a number of virtual events. Holy Fire is certainly a, a good one. We did some with the Dating Kinky group as mm -hmm. well. Some with Wicked Grounds. I was, with... And actually, that's where I am going to land with was we did a... Uh, a very small presentation with the uh, Wicked Grounds group. Uh, it, they, their little Wicked, Wicked Grounds online. We did. Uh, we presented how the Year of High Protocol. Um, it was nice because it was smaller and intimate, and we really got to to interact with the people that were there. So that was a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. I'm going with that one. Though I mean. Honestly, some people have said that they're tired of Zoom. 
I I don't mind teaching on Zoom. It's not the same. It's not the same feedback. And sometimes some of the people that we've presented for have used um, platforms other than Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. There have been a couple of other platforms. And um, I still kind of like it. I feel like I'm I'm helping people out on the other side of the screen that normally wouldn't be able to make it to events and stuff. Absolutely. And that is kind of a precursor to a upcoming comment that we're going to make in a little bit, actually. Oh, but yeah. we'll get there in a minute. Uh, so there you go. That's favorite virtual event. Your turn. Oh, I was typing. Okay. Um, let's see... All right, let's try to put you on the spot. Go on. What was your favorite dinner with a patron? Um, we happened to, so one of the things that we got to do as we've traveling around the RV is we get to go to a variety of different locations, states, and that's allowed us to have dinner with a number of different people, listeners of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two Mexican meals, one of them in a really cool um, rebuilt church. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a Mexican barbecue mm-hmm. in a converted church. Yep. And it was amazing. And then the other one was, um, so one was in Louisville, one was in Lexington, and the one in Lexington had gluten-free chimichangas. They had, like, gluten-free stuff that I don't usually get. Usually when I go eat Mexican, I stick with the pollo y chorizo. Mm-hmm which is just the, the Mexican sausage and chicken and cheese, right? But a chimichanga, something that's actually wrapped in... Oh, that was amazing. That mm-hmm. was really good. Yes, and uh, we had some wonderful seafood in South mm, Carolina. The shrimp. So if... But as far as my favorite dinner with a patron, I am going to have to say that I am not biting on that. If you are thinking <laughs> that you're, I was going to say you, you're right. It was you. So, yeah, because it was really hard. It would be really hard oh, to then pick. We had, they were all good. Oh, where'd we go where the bees attacked? Burger place of some sort. Yeah, and yeah, they were yeah. all really good. It's yes. an afternoon burger place. Um, little place we wouldn't have known of, but some patrons were coming through town on the way from one place to another. And then, right, the Mexican, the other Mexican, two different kinds. And then we were with the K's, who are patron supporters, and we had home-cooked meals <laughs> with them. And, oh, though we did go out for gluten-free pizza once. We did walk into their little town and uh, pick up some Italian and eat outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was good. But, um, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, we're not answering that question. We had Thai food for lunch one day. Yep, And then hung out at Panera, where they do not have gluten-free options. (laughs) Um, While you guys all ate cookies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, fantastic. Really good stuff. All right, Don. I'm not picking either. Uh, that's probably <laughs> wise. Let's, ask, well, then, of course, we have to ask you this one. What was your favorite tentacles of the year? Oh, my gosh. So, I'm, right now, I am scrolling through our um, not safe for work pictures on our Discord. We have a channel for our patrons where they, a lot of people put their tentacle pictures. And, um, holy cow, there's a lot. So there's a lot of real stuff. There's a lot of, um, oh, wait, someone, Traver likes to put spoiler over his so we don't get in trouble if we scroll scroll through them. But, um, 
You know, it's got to be the cartoons. I'm looking at bedspreads and and chandeliers and door knockers and ooh, there's one with a uh, octopus on her crotch and tattoos and all this type of stuff. But the ones that really, really, I love are the cartoon dri- uh, cartoon drawn ones. Mm-hmm. So it's like the cartoon drawn ones with um, tentacle monsters and they're taking advantage of, of, of the ladies. And um, I get quite a few of those, so it would be hard to pick. But, um, oh, there's some right there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I get them on the Discord. And then, um, of course, Ohio Hedgehog sends them to me through, oh, well, there's a couple people that send them to me through FetLife and... Uh, yeah, I uh, I can't pick one. There's so many. It People is tricky. see an octopus and, and I get a picture of it. Yeah, it's awesome. There are some that have been really artistic and really just mm-hmm. um, some of them are fun. Some are just artistic. Mm-hmm. Some are. So it is really hard. Um, I am not so much of a tentacle person, but I can certainly appreciate some of them that I've seen. Absolutely. So with that, see, now I'm going to be, ooh, look at that. See, now with all the, <laughs> I'm scrolling through this thing. There's so many. Um, what is your favorite food on boobs? Because you did get some. I'm scrolling absolutely. through our Discord thing. You did absolutely get some. Um, either way, it is going to be, um, it's one or the other. of the, Both of them posted by uh, Trouvere. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is nipples and breastesses with this really pretty artistic um, dessert sort of thing going on there with drizzled chocolate and raspberries mm. and that kind of thing. Oh, um, you make I haven't had boobies in a while. You're making me hungry for boobies. <laughs> uh, good, because the other one's really going to annoy you because it, it is your um, Achilles heel. It my is, nemesis, my Achilles heel. It is not food on boobs at all. It is actually food in uh, in a pussy. It is a Oreo cookie in a <gasps> pussy. And that just looks like the most tasty thing. And why is that my Achilles heel? Because, because Oreo's cookies are... Uh, Oreo's has a gluten-free version that of all the gluten-free cookies I've had, except for homemade and, and bakery-type stuff... Those are the best. So double stuffed gluten-free Oreos. I have to do the cross sign when I walk past them <laughs> in the grocery store because I'll eat the whole damn bag. So not not good. Someone sent me a picture. I was off the wagon. I mean, I was on the wagon of not <laughs> eating them. And then someone said, <gasps> sent me a picture and said, did you see these? And I went out and bought the bag and <laughs> ate the whole thing. So cool. Yes. So they are, and that was a really cool picture, by the All way. All right, so we have other kinky, we have some non-kinky favorites to go to still, but mm-hmm. uh, before we get into that, Don, I need to know, I heard a rumor that the Anonymous, anonymous mm-hmm. event, which I could go to anonm-s.com to find out more about. I've heard a rumor that it's going virtual this year. That, yep, I heard the same thing. And actually, we didn't just hear it. We know it. <laughs> well, how would I, as a listener, know that as well? Maybe I'm a pod... I don't know where I'm going with this. Maybe <laughs> I'm the kind of podcast listener that doesn't like to listen. Maybe I like to read my podcast. Well, that is true. So, Or you just haven't caught up with the podcast, right? Fair, the newsletter fair. Can, can be your thing. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. 
and get your shout out like Sheila from Arizona. Arizona, indeed. <laughs> so head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. You might even see things. Are our Kindle books, our two Kindle books still on for $5? I have not fixed that yet. So our, <laughs> so. Two, <laughs> our two Polly Kindle books, Polly Amory Dating Guide and the Polly Amory Toolkit, are still $5 on Amazon for the Kindle version. So you can either go to Amazon or go to eroticawakening.com and click our link there and hit Kindle. Well, there you go. Dawn, you'd mentioned that we had not gone out to see a lot of live music as we've been traveling around. But yeah. yet, favorite live music is indeed a category for 2021. What was your favorite live music? Because I think we only, I mean, we heard two things. We heard two live musics that I can think of. Mm -hmm. One of them, I have no clue what the band name was, but it was why we were having dinner with Barrick and Sheba at the seafood place in Daytona. Fair. And they were playing like 80s covers or something. But man, the other one, <clears throat> the other one was, you're going to have to remind me of her name, Cat Ridgeway. Cat Ridgeway. And we saw her at Smyrna Beach. New Smyrna. I, New Smyrna in um, Florida. And it was a Christmas show, and it was absolutely amazing. She played some cover stuff and some um, uh, uh, stuff that she wrote. Original? Original. Whew, couldn't think of the word. And it was amazing. So uh, some of it was Christmas, some of it not. She sang, like, heart songs and things like that. And her voice was so powerful. It was it was awesome. And it was really kind of cool because um, um, we're in our 50s, right? And there was people that were in the audience. We were the youngsters. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, you know, older people in the office. And man, they were rocking to the heart. And they were rocking to some of the other stuff that she was singing. And I'm like, what? These are old people. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait, this was their music. <laughs> Right. <laughs> when I was a youngster or whatever. And um, of course, they're rocking to it. Holy cow. So, yeah, that was kind of eye-opening as to the fact that I'm older <laughs> than I think I am. But that was amazing. I cannot actually talk enough about how great her music was. I hope she makes it as an artist. Well, you know, and, and actually, I guess she already is. Yes, but not many people have heard of her name. So I'm hoping she really gets out there. Yep. Uh, me too. Uh, I am not going to say the same thing that you said, um, in that I, but I cannot remember the darned person's name. We were walking through a art fair. Oh. And I heard the music, Yours is No Disgrace by the band, yes. But it was not being played by the band, yes, because that no. would be particularly strange as, well, nope, I take that back. They are still around and touring, so maybe it was. It would be weird to have them there, but I'm surprised it's not showing up on your YouTube history. I know I'm looking through my darn that history. That dude was really good. It was a different stringed instrument that he was playing. It was the type of stringed instrument that you play, kind of like a bass, right? You thumb your fingers on it instead of strumming it. Mm -hmm. And but it was like no instrument I'd never seen before. We've got we bought the um, USB. We bought the thumb drive of his music, and it's out in the truck. 
but darn if I can remember his name or what the name of the instrument's called. I, I will find it and I will link it in the show notes and I will hope that you, oh listeners, take a chance to go listen to that um, really, really neat music. And uh, we need to remember to listen to it too because like I said, we bought some and it's such odd music. I'd be, I'd be able, not odd in a bad way, you know, um, unique. And I would love to listen to it while I'm writing. So that's kind of cool. The weird thing about this, to pick, do a quick sidebar, is what the fuck is in my search history? Man, <laughs> I watch a lot of weird shit on um, on the YouTube. I've seen a lot of Saturday Night Live. There's some... Um, uh... Steve Martin, some Zorak, <laughs> Appa's Best Moments from Kim's Convenience. Um, what is that? Oh, uh, oh, I you don't want to see, see that, that stuff. Okay. You don't like that stuff. <laughs> Disc golf guides. Uh, oh, well, there's a little yoga. So apparently I do a little bit of stuff that's not. Okay, Don, what's next? All right, so what's next? Um, your favorite dinner in general. Uh, you know what? Oh, man, it's tricky. Uh, we have had the opportunity to have some fantastic food since we've been traveling around. Mm-hmm. I am going to say, much like you, right, that whole most recent thing. And I'm going to go with the f- red fish sandwich I just, just had, had at, um, what was it called? Mag- Magnolia Street. Magnolia Street, Street Cafe. Surf and Turf or something like that. Yeah. So, and uh, oddly enough, I don't like fish. I don't like, and I'm I'm from a, a seafood area of the country, right? So I love crab and I love shrimp, but the mussels I don't, and fish I don't usually but um, sometimes I like flounder. It's very mild tasting. But that redfish, you had me try a chunk of that. That was phenomenal. But not what I'm going with. Okay. So I've got like three stuck in my head that I want to go with. So is it going to be that one, that one, or that one? <laughs> Two of them are seafood. Which is really unlike you. Right. So um, I'm still going to go, I wish I could remember the name of it, and I can't remember the name of it, so I'm going to go with the other one. So, which was yours before the Redfish. Okay. Which was a Lobster House. Lobster House was pretty fantastic. Lobster House one. Not that I eat lobster. I love crab. I don't like lobster. But, um, man, the shrimp that I had, because I think I had, that's where I had the shrimp kebabs. And, oh, man, the grilled shrimp. Oh, I'm hungry. Okay, I'm fasting today. Yes, you I've are. I've been fasting. I just hit 24 hours, and I got 12 more to go, and we're talking food. Yes. <laughs> so let's wrap this show up so uh, you don't have to eat uh, my hand or Ginger's tail. Uh, and finally, we go with a kinky one. Uh, oh, and then don't forget, we still have the... We do. We have a couple fetishes. A couple fetishes to talk mm-hmm. about. But our last favorite for this year is going to be, Dawn, what was your favorite scene? And you can't say bending you over in the kitchen and fucking you randomly. That's mine. Um, man, I've actually had a couple of days to think about this because we tried to record this a couple of days ago and mm-hmm. lost power. Um, so it's been a year. 
The first six months were in the condo, which I've kind of like totally left my head mm-hmm. at this point, right? I don't even remember things that we did the first six months of the year. My, my, my year has been about the last half with the selling everything and then living in the RV. And, and I will say, in your defense, we have been to two events. Have uh, we? Well, we've been to one event, Carolina Coast of Fetish Flea and fair. fair, right? And we've been to one dungeon, the woodshed in Orlando. And neither time did we play. Correct. So, um, yeah, we did not play, and well, we played a little bit at CCFF. Yeah, we kind of yeah, a little bit, a little bit, and and we haven't played at all in the RV. Not kinky anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've definitely fucked. Um. I don't have one. All right. <laughs> Though, does me climbing on top and grabbing the the uh, the cabinets over the RV bed count? Why not? <laughs> um, and there you go, Don. Wait, what was yours? Explain. I, told you, I no, bet you, you just, in the kitchen. You just kind of skimmed on by that. You uh, I don't visualize know. it. We live in this very... Is that where we're going with the podcast now? We're going to visualize porn? We live in this uh, very small RV. And from my workstation to the um, kitchen, if you were in the kitchen and you bent over, you're basically, your ass is almost right there in my face. So mm-hmm. I, you did that. So I stood up. I flipped your... Um, was I wearing skirt pants up? or skirt? I skirt. think it was a skirt. And away I went. Yes, and you I did. And I fucked you and I went right back to work. <laughs> so, and then I had another little moment pop into my head. I don't think it was really a scene, though. Remember when we went out into the woods when we were in South Carolina? Mm-hmm. And at that little itty-bitty park and we went out into the woods and did, did some that. naked, well, it wasn't naked. I was wearing lingerie. Mm-hmm. little photo shoot. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. That ended up That's being... That's my exhibitionist kind of yeah, kink. That works. Yeah. There wasn't any sexy time, but but that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Dawn, let's get into our bad girl Bible list of kinks and fetishes. Uh, we made it through the A's. We are into the B's, and we're about to finish off the B's. We will start off, Dawn. How do you feel about that breast and nipple torture? The breast equivalent of CBT, they say. Why would they put that in the same category as CBT? Well, it does anyway. include hitting, pinching, Bondage and other methods of inflicting pain onto breast. I loves it. Fair. <laughs> I loves it a lot. As, As a matter of I. fact, if we're going to start... Wow, how do I even mention this to people? When I'm in the kink world and I negotiate play, I actually tell people, if you're going to play with the nipples, make sure that you are going to do something with the nipples. Don't lightly stroke them. Mm-hmm. Don't feathery things like that. No, grab them and do something with them. <laughs> In the swinging world, how do you tell people that? Do people even negotiate beforehand like that? It's been so long. I, I guess we'll find out. We're, as a matter of fact, are we supposed to be running into the accidental swingers who we interviewed a few weeks ago? We're supposed to run into like four different people down here in Florida. We and we haven't, get our shit together we haven't followed through. Before we so, leave Florida. Yes, I would like to talk to them. Um, Again. <laughs> well, there you go. And I am equally a fan as well. Because, yeah, if someone goes to my nipple, I'm probably going to speak up. Hey. <laughs> Put some energy into that. <laughs> Grab it. Twist it. Fair. 
<laughs> but you do do you like <laughs> receiving? I'm more of a giver when it comes to titty torture, I guess. Exactly. You guess. Yes. Well, I I don't even. (laughs) All right. So what about breast and nipple worship? Right. And they don't give a lot of explanation for this. It just is the act of worshiping someone's breast and nipples. So do they mean like kneeling in front of it and and bowing? No. And you know... uh, you're being facetious because yes, I am. you are very, very well aware of yoni worship and oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, cock worship. Mm-hmm. Same idea. I'm okay. As long as the person receiving is digging it, then I would dig it as well. I don't fantasize about worshiping at the boobies. True. true. And you know what? We should have asked about breast and nipple torture if it was a fetish or a kink. Um, I actually I think, think it's about a fetish it. for you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I think it's on that level. Breast and nipple worship. I mean, is it just? I mean, worshiping needs some explanation. Is it just like focusing on the breast and nipples? And I mean, when I think of worshiping a cock, it's all about cupping and like strokes and licking and kind of paying attention to what the person likes. So I guess that is what it is, right? It's listening for the feedback to see what someone likes for the for the worshiping part. More uh, sensual, maybe? I like the fact that we finally got into some fetish. Well, we got one fetish, finally, where it wasn't some weird Latin word. You know, it's the <laughs> breast torture. Yes, we know what that is. Breast worship. Kind of uh, waffling I think, on what I worship think, means, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're thinking too much. I think it's playing with breast in a nice way. Okay, cool. I'll and go you don't with like that. it. Hmm? And you don't like it. I don't like it. I would rather have my breast squeezed and and flicked and rubber bands and it's too bad we don't do and clamps a, and needles and 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 just all. It's too bad we don't do a video <laughs> podcast because your face is very <laughs> <laughs> and my hands are like, take it, grab it. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that is it for the bees. The first one of the C's will touch, and then we'll um, wrap this thing, Dawn. How do you feel mm-hmm. about the caning? You know, mm-hmm. hitting someone with a cane. And then they have like this paragraph about what caning is, but basically it's... And what it's it, made from. <laughs> it's hitting someone with a cane. Caning it's impact is play. It impact is a little play. more extreme than flogging. A little more ext- Well, I guess flogging can be extreme. With with it can be done that way, and a lot of people do do it that way. But caning to me is very painful, and I absolutely love it. And I'm just going to have to qualify, quantify, qualify. One of those words is that it doesn't have to be painful. Usually, when I have when I'm the bottom of a caning. It's very painful and leaves some lovely bruises, and it's an echo pain. It's like the strike Mm -hmm. is a pain, and then if the person that's striking waits a couple of seconds, there's an echo pain, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it is, but man, if you strike and stop, I'm going to get two two things. But there's also rhythmic caning Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, so it can be sensual, lighter, not necessarily true, true. rough. I, I am also I am a fan of caning. I think it's a great as a top, um, because it is uh, believe, believe it or not, from my perspective as a top, it is a very subtle style of play. Mm-hmm. Even though it's very extreme and it caught you know a lot of sensation for what feels like a l- minimum of effort, 
Um, I think that's what makes it more of a subtle play. It's, it doesn't feel like you're doing a whole lot, but the results are huge. Stroke, stroke, flick. Ow! It's <laughs> exactly how I want that to work. Uh, and there you go, Dawn. Other than you did get some tentacles on boobs. I do. So we have some 2022 already. Um, the Mer Pirate sent me the tentacle. There's a, there's a model out there with a beautiful, beautiful octopus. It's like orange mm -hmm. and purples in it um, that covers her ass and her thighs. And it's just amazing. So the Mer Pirate sent me some um, pictures of that. And then uh, Traver sent me a picture. It's a tentacle suspension frame. And the person that was on it um, looked like they were in um, gauntlets. Is that what they're called? What are the one, the wrist things? They're not wrist cuffs. They're more like a LARPing outfit. Okay. So, but I can't think of what they're called. So, um, I'm going to go with gauntlets and that might be the wrong thing. But anyway, she was... Um, had those on and then wires maybe that came from those and hooked to the suspension frame. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very, very pretty. Yes. And she had very much wearing a matrix like. Outfit. Yes. Yes. So that was pretty. And then Bassano sent me <laughs> a drawing of this uh, lady that had done a summoning for the book said summoning for dummies. Mm hmm. And she had summoned a tentacle monster, which was wrapping itself around her. And oh, that was awesome. And then, um, and Sam Wall, uh, who does this through Instagram, sent me tentacle bearded Captain Boxers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool. Uh, I did get some some boobs, food on boobs. Um, Trover actually posted cupcakes uh, being held on boobs. And then he posted it again a couple days later and said, this might be a duplicate, in which do I say, <laughs> where's the problem with that? <laughs> and then Peachy actually posted this really cute sweater back on Christmas. I like that. That took me a second to yeah. see what it was. <laughs> but it's, uh, boy, you, you'll just have to join the Discord to see that one. It is a Rudolph-focused boob. I'm going to go with that. A Rudolph, yes, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So um, you can check us out on Instagram. Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. I try to do that daily um, as Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast at Rados on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. Or because you want to have dinner. Indeed. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FedLife. Or Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for our Facebook discussion group and Discord. Or just email us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>